We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is February 6th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, Magic on a nice little uh, two-game win streak here. What's up? Little two-gamer. We love that. I would love to stretch this out to another sixer. Is that possible? The Knicks up next, and we'll get into the rest. I'm sure in the looking, you know, the week ahead. But man, I, it feels good. It feels good to be feel like we're back on track and, and getting closer to that play-in talk for sure. Yeah, I'm not mad at that whatsoever. We are going to get into all of those details. Really quickly, I want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Rock'em Socks who sent us, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to go to the YouTube video to enjoy these for all of their glory. I've got the Paolo Bancaro sock here. I've got the Stuff Mascot sock. I've got Franz Wagner. I've got the Orlando City edition here. And I've got Bull Bull. So a big shout out to our friends over at Rock'em Socks who sent these over for us to try out. If you guys want to take a look at these, because not only do they have the five designs that I just mentioned, they've got like, I don't know, like 20 plus designs at rock'emsocks.com. You can just search for the Orlando Magic there and find all of that. And just as a special thing for our listeners, we're going to be giving away this pair of Bowl Bowl. Uh, This is the large XL. Um, If you're bigger than an XL, God bless. But I'm I'm a large, extra large over here. We're giving away one pair here. I don't know what the shoe size is on this. Um, I, I wear a nine and a half, and large is good for that. If you're like nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, somewhere around there, I'm sure you'll be fine. But just comment on this YouTube video if you want a pair of you know these bull bull rock'em socks. Here, we'll go ahead and give those away. So big I, shout out to those folks. I also want to add, Jonathan. I went and I'm looking at their site. And they have a pretty sick option they do. on there for, for some of their socks, especially Orlando, Orlando Magic. But you can even do like a, an Orlando Magic, what they call like a custom jersey sock. So you can put whatever number you want on it. You could put a player's number and name. Like you can put your last name. It goes down the sock, like on the back. 
Um, so pretty sweet. I just went in there and put my last name on it and it shows you in real time what it will look like. Um, and it's not terrible either, especially for custom twenty four ninety nine for a pair of socks with your last name on it or whatever you want to say on it. You know, it might be might be worth the uh, the cop there. So I might be looking into a pair of those. I don't know. And the print quality on these is great. I haven't put them on yet, but I can just like you can get a pair of socks sometimes like, oh, these are going to be comfy. These are really nice material. Again, uh, rockhamsocks.com. That's R-O-C-K-E-M socks.com. Make sure that you guys check those out. And again, thanks to our friends over at Rockham Socks for sending those over. And a big shout out to everybody that came out uh, Friday night to the watch party that we had at Saddle Up. Our boy Ben Gifford was there holding it down. Uh, I know our boy Jonathan Zayner came through with the big Go Magic sign. We had an awesome photo up on our Twitter and Instagram of uh, all the folks that that came out and showed out for that. So uh, again, Magic got a big W. You got to see the uh, Orlando Fighting Magic pick up a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, but if you missed this one and you're looking forward to the next watch party, we're having another one coming up on March 3rd. This is going to be at Burton's 801 East Washington Street. That game is going to tip off at 630. I believe, yeah, the Magic are taking on the Charlotte Hornets that night. So make sure that you guys come out. Magic got a win over the Hornets today. Charlotte's not really a good basketball team this season. So They're right terrible. now we are 4-1 and one on the season in terms of six-man show by Orlando Magic by Michelob Ultra Watch Parties. The only one that we lost was the first game of the year against the Detroit Pistons. Since then, we are 4-0. and oh. So come out. Have a good time. Michelob Ultra specials always. And just keep the win streak going. These are a lot of fun. The energy is always great. Always a super fun time. So again, that's going to be March 3rd at 630 Eastern at Burton's, which is located at 801 East Washington Street. Was did we have isn't uh don't we have a there was another place that we had a watch party at on East Washington? I feel like we've um, had them all over the place now. I let's I'm, I'm looking, becoming much okay, more here. familiar with like the Orlando like metro area. Yes. Very nice. It is uh, Cavos is actually okay. also on East Washington, 900 East Washington. So I knew I knew that street. But yeah, like you said, I'm also learning kind of the the ins and outs of, of Orlando, which is sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that somebody, you know how there's been jokes about like the NFL, the script of the NFL lately, that people are like, you know, they're so-and-so reading their part for the script of whatever year. I feel like there's a script when we have watch parties because the last few have just been electric. The first one, obviously the season opener was electric despite the loss, not a loss since then. That's all I'm saying. And uh, they've all been a lot of fun and, you know, golden state what was it? golden state, Boston, um, I don't remember who the other one Chicago, was. Chicago, the game winner from Jalen. The Suggs. Chicago game the winner. Minnesota, there, a fight broke out. Yeah, man. Electric. Got to be there. Got to be there. Unfortunately, we weren't there, but March 3rd, uh, I believe we both plan on attending. So we'll be there. We will be there. See what's what's ready for that. Luke, I'm going to go a little bit off script here. I, I, I kind of oh. hinted before we started recording that there were going to be some things I didn't really you know, clue you in on people are, are, are telling us to apologize to Cole Anthony. I don't think we owe Cole Anthony an apology. I don't think we said anything that was wrong. However, I will give flowers where flowers are due. I will give credit where credit is due. So we had an episode that released on uh, January 23rd, where we spent 
a handful of minutes, you know, give or take, maybe it was five to 10 minutes, somewhere around there, where we talked about the fact that Cole Anthony was struggling so far offensively to start the season and just kind of outlining what those struggles were, mainly that he just was not being consistent. And I want to give credit where credit is due. So that was January 23rd. So the Magic have had seven games since that episode came out. Now, Cole Anthony may or may not listen to the six-man show. The numbers (laughs) that I am going to give you in a moment here, I tend to think there is a non-zero chance that he listens to the six-man show. So in seven games since January 23rd, the Magic are four and three. In almost 24 minutes, Cole Anthony is averaging 14.6 points per game. He's shooting 53% from the floor. He's shooting 45% from the three-point line. 83% from the free throw line. He's adding five rebounds, three assists, a little bit more than half a steal, a little bit more than half a block, uh, three to one turnover ratio. Not saying he listens to the show, but if it takes us criticizing Cole Anthony, if he's not being consistent to get play like this, number one, you are all welcome. And I will do that as much as necessary because Cole Anthony has been legitimately awesome off of the bench the last seven games. It just so happened to coincide with an episode where we criticized him for not being consistent. And the last seven games, he's been very consistent. He's on a hot streak right now. I would love nothing more than for this to continue, Luke. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said about Cole Anthony as of late. Um, I think even defensively, although just his frame and all of that tends to pose an issue with especially bigger guards or whoever it might be in that respect when Cole Anthony is giving you what he's giving you as of late offensively you tend to forget about the defensive stuff and as of late Cole Anthony's come in the game and I'm actually happy about it whether that's subconsciously or what but like I notice that I'm not dreading him coming into the game there was a time this season many times where he would come into the game and I'd be like, uh, please not now. But as of late, man, like you outlined the last seven games, uh, it's, he's been impressive. He's been impressive. He's making shots that are difficult shots, but he's making them consistently. And he's, I don't think he's really trying to do too much. He's been efficient. I don't know. I don't know if this is maybe a shift of like embracing that six man role that we could clearly tell even in interviews, like his post game with Dante not too long ago where he was like, I'm a starter and I know that, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. But at that point he wasn't doing his thing in my opinion, like not consistently. And now it just feels like he's in a rhythm and I don't know why, but he's in a rhythm man. And he's not trying to do too much. Like I said, that is the biggest thing. And I cannot emphasize that enough is that he's just doing what he's letting the game come to him and and you know even moving the ball around a little bit more than he used to i i i really have loved cole anthony as of late and i i you know i'm glad you went back and and saw what the numbers were since we <laughs> took to criticizing but uh but it, it is it is a lot of fun to to see him right now he's been again nothing short of like you said impressive he's been fantastic and this is what we had in always kind of envisioned where when we were like, okay, maybe he's not a starter long term in this league, but he's like the perfect like quintessential six man. Like if he fifty three percent, forty five percent from the three point line, like that is not going to keep up. But right. even if he's forty five percent, you know, 
field goal percentage, you know, 45 to 48, somewhere around there, you know, 37% and up three point percentage. Like I will take that all day. It's never been a question of whether or not Cole Anthony is capable. It's just about him being able to give you that on a consistent basis. And again, I don't know if he has maybe had a, a change in mindset and I don't think what, you know, his, his comments, um, I think it was, I think it was actually uh, Jeff Turner. I think they were on the road and he yeah. asked Cole Anthony, you know, how do you feel about the, you know, six man, you know, coming in off the bench. And like you said, he mentioned, you know, he feels like he's a starter and you, you want a guy to feel that way. You want him to be confident. So I don't know if it's been a change in, in that kind of mindset or, He's just getting more acclimated to playing with those guys and, and he's in a, a rhythm and he knows when he's going to come in and what he's being asked to do. And he's executing really, really well. So, you know, we are a very biased Orlando Magic podcast. You know, we're, we're fans here, just like, you know, all of you listening. And, you know, we want to keep it real. So when we feel like it is warranted to, you know, criticize and point out that a guy is not, you know, performing to uh, our standard and what we expect from him, we feel like we should do that. On the flip side of that, you have to be able to go back and say, all right, we criticized him, but now he totally deserves credit for playing really, really well. So we'll always try to do that. So I want to take a moment here and just shout out Cole Anthony because the kid has been awesome. And I really, really hope that it continues. And I, I want to add real quick, Jonathan, I don't think because there's a lot of people that that love Cole Anthony, they they are they just head over heels in love with Cole Anthony. And I think that's great to support players and, and whatever. From my perspective, this is not me saying at all that because of Cole's play, he should be a starter on this team. I think that like this role has been what has catapulted him as of late. This six-man role, not having to start the game, just coming off the bench and being the best guy off the bench. And that type of role is where he will excel. And I, I think that that's, I don't want people to hear me saying that Cole Anthony necessarily is supposed to be a starter, but I love the role that he is within right now. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see if he can keep it up. If this is sustainable, obviously the percentage, the efficiencies are not sustainable, but just the way that he is playing, that is sustainable in terms of what he's doing, the decision-making that he is is doing right now. I'm interested to see how long this can carry on. I really hope it does. Let's get into the state of the Magic. This week, the Magic went 3-1, and one, bringing them to a record of 22-32 and 32 on the season. They have the fifth worst record in the league. They're currently 13th in the Eastern Conference, but three games back of Indiana for the final play-in spot. I also got a, uh, a, a request, I should say, from producer Kevin to just kind of go through uh, the standings and just kind of how far back the magic are of each team. So if we look kind of as far as like the Atlanta Hawks, who I think are maybe starting to get a little bit out of reach for the magic. So the Atlanta Hawks are eighth in the Eastern conference. The magic are five games back of them. Uh, they are, a, they are four games back of the Chicago bulls who are in ninth, uh, the Washington wizards, the magic are three games back of them. The Washington wizards, uh, are in the 10th spot right now. Uh, it looks like some games have kind of wrapped up here since I, I went through. Yeah, Indiana lost. So uh, the Magic were three games back of Indiana, who was in 10th. Uh, they lost to uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, so they dropped down half a game. So the Magic are three games back of Washington, who is 10th. Uh, they are two and a half games back of the Indiana Pacers at 11. 
and they're two games back of Toronto, who is sitting there at 12. So if you're paying attention to those, you know, five or, or six teams that are kind of in the Eastern Conference play-in bubble, uh, that's where the Magic are as of today. Uh, the Magic have an offensive rating of 111.6, which ranks 25th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 114.5, which ranks 23rd in the league. Their overall net rating is negative 2.9, which is good for 26 in the league. However, Luke, I saw I was looking at these numbers earlier and I'm like, man, 25, 23rd, 26 offensive, defensive net rating. Feels like the Magic been playing so much better than that as of late, uh, but we're really not seeing that shift in those rankings across the league. Obviously, you know, most teams have, have played, you know, over, you know, 52, 53, 54 games, somewhere around there. So I wanted to, to get a, a smaller sample size of just like the Magic and, and how well they've been playing recently. So I went back to the last 15 games. So if we adjust all of those numbers only for the last 15 games for the Magic, uh, their offensive rating has been 113.9, which would rank 20th in the league. So five spots up from 25th. Um, their uh, defensive rating in the last 15 games would be 13th in the league. And their overall net rating over the last 15 games would be negative 0.6, which would rank 19th in the league. So we all feel like the Magic have been playing much better, much better as of late. Um, and they definitely have, you know, depending on what statistics you're looking at over the last 15 games, uh, the Magic are like eighth in the East. Uh, in a in a lot of those rankings. So what what uh, did you say we were for uh, defensive rating? Thirteenth uh, like, over the last fifteen games. And and I to go a step further, Jonathan. Um, it looks like since December fifth, which was when the Magic you know became five and twenty essentially, in thirty games, uh, I believe the Magic are ninth in defensive rating and offensive rating not you know not really near that number but the defensive rating on the defensive end has been a lot better and that's obviously you've seen the stretch that we've had it makes sense that once at least on one side of the ball magic are significantly better than what the overall shows yeah so i just wanted to give everybody some context you know we we talked about how you know on the last episode don't give up on this magic team even though it, it seems like some other teams are starting to get a little bit too far for them to reach the Magic really are not that far back. You know, they're a couple of teams going on a losing streak and the Magic going on a winning streak to being right there in the playing conversation. We've already seen this team go on a six-game winning streak in the month of December. I don't give up on this team just yet. I know some people might be, you know, getting, you know, uh, just kind of fatigued. It's a long season. I get that. Trust me. No two people understand that more than Luke and myself. But the Magic are right there. If they continue to improve, you know, they're, they're getting healthy and guys are starting to get into a rhythm. And this is starting to look like a good, competent basketball team. We have the potential to do something special, you know, the last, you know, 30, you know, some odd games here, you know, 28 games, 20 26 games, whatever they have left at this point. Um, so, yeah, just just stay tuned. Keep paying attention to this team. They're playing really well as of late and they still have a chance. Looking at the injury front. Chuma Okeke, he is still out after having that chondroplasty uh, to trim up the cartilage in his left knee. Uh, I believe that was back in December, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he has resumed on-court activities, but is not quite yet to make his return. So we'll just uh, continue to watch out. You know, the Kobe Prices, the Philip Rossman Reichs, the NBA injury reports of the world. Uh, we talked about on the last episode that this past Thursday, 
uh, the NBA All-Star Reserves were going to be announced. No shocker to either of us. Neither of the Magic players were listed there. Who knows what's going to happen You know, with you know, reserves and people not being able to play. It doesn't seem likely at this point that the Magic are really never seemed likely at any point that the Magic were going to have an All-Star this year. But just the fact that in year two, Franz Wagner was kind of on the outskirts of that conversation. In year one, Paolo Bancaro, you know, eighth in, in, in Eastern front court voting. The fact that he's kind of in the outskirts of that conversation. The fact that those guys are being talked about in the same breath as the All-Star game is a really big deal and should not be overlooked. Both of those guys are going to play in the Rising Stars game. No Jalen Suggs. Kind of surprising. Not totally surprising. I think there's going to be like seven G-leaguers in the Rising Stars game, which to me is really bizarre. I know they're trying to uh, just kind of grow the the popularity of the G-League, and I, I commend them for that. But uh, taking away like actual NBA guys from being able to be in the Rising Stars game is, is kind of weird. I know it's 12 and 12, you know, 12 sophomores, you know, 12 rookies, which I think is how it's always been. But now they've also integrated these seven you know, G League players. So um, whatever. Jalen Suggs is a really good basketball player. I don't want to have a whole Jalen Suggs conversation right now. But if and this is going to sound silly, if you can get look away from his shot making, which is like it goes in or it doesn't. If you can look away from all of that, like Jalen Suggs is a very good basketball player. I still have all of my Jalen Suggs stock. The Suggs train is coming, folks. Do not worry. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to point out here, Luke, um, before we you know get into some other things and get into the games, December 5th, when the Magic lost 109-102 to at home to the Milwaukee Bucks, it was their ninth straight loss. Uh, it made them 5-20 and on the season. Since then, the Magic are 17 and 12, and against teams above 500, when the Magic played them in that stretch, they are 9 and 5 versus teams above 500. Two of those losses, there was a five point loss to the Heat from last week, and the three point loss to the Nuggets, where Jokic hits that you know, crazy three to win the game. So you flip those two results, all of a sudden the Magic are 11 and 3 in their last 14 games versus teams above 500. When we talk about this team being good, when we talked about the beginning of this season, like preseason for Markel Fultz, before Gary Harris, before we didn't know that Jonathan Isaac you know, wasn't coming back until basically the end of January, we talked about this team potentially being a playing team, and people laughed. You know, you see the Vegas under-over win total set at 26.5. You're like, wow. Four and a half games more than last year when they were absolutely terrible and won 22 games. When we talked about all of this. This is the team that we envisioned. And I feel pretty vindicated the last you know, two months, basically. The Magic are a good team. And you're still seeing this narrative around the league that, oh, you know, Minnesota lost to a bad team or Boston lost to a bad team or Orlando's a bad team. Whatever the case may be, People are slowly waking up to the fact that this is not a bad team. This was a criminally injured team for the better part of the first you know, quarter and a half of the season. Yeah, I mean, and listen, man, this team is only going to get better. I don't think that's a shock to anybody listening to this. If, if we could guarantee, Jonathan, that our podcast would hit the ears of people that aren't Magic fans, 
we'd be going on a much longer rant right now. We don't need to tell you guys necessarily how good this team can be. The fact that you have two guys in the all-star conversation and the stretch that they've had since December 5th to go five and 20 against the bucks. Like I I'm, I'm proud of this team. And I said it against, you know, when we recorded, when Kevin and I recorded a couple episodes ago where I told myself and I told Kevin, whenever Jonathan asks me from here on out about the playing chances and what I think, I'm just going to say, I don't think they're going to make it just to protect my little heart. And I can't stay away, Jonathan. I can't, I can't. And I can't wipe this dumb smile off my face that this team is back in the conversation. And I feel totally different for the 30th time this season. I've changed emotion on if I think this team is going to make the play in. I really hope we do. That has not wavered. I have since the jump of this season hoped that the magic would make the play in this year. I would just think that they would be so much fun because I, I don't think that they're a, a 10 seed nine seed, anything like that. If this team can be a 10 seed and they play a nine seed in that play in game, I, I really think that we will feel confident in that game. I really do. And I, I just want us to get there. That's the hard part. We are going to be kicking ourselves for that five and 20 start. I think, but I, I really hope that that this team can make it. But yeah, I, I the magic just when I think that I've pretty much given up and I've thrown in the towel, they're back again. And and it's it's the same thing with end games. It's the same, right? Like we think they're out of the game, they come roaring back and they give a last ditch effort, regardless of how poorly they started the game. It's the same thing with the season. You start five and twenty, you get healthy. Everybody gets to you know have some continuity in the lineups in these rotations. Cole Anthony playing his butt off because of continuity and getting to play with the same guys all the time. You you see it right now, right? It's the Magic were still able to win despite rotations being different tonight against Charlotte because of just how well they have been gelling all together and the stride that they've hit as a team despite the suspension. So I really am am hopeful the magic make a run and i'm 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 getting suckered back in we said to start the season what does a successful season look like for the orlando magic and it is the last couple of weeks of the season you are in the hunt for the playing game and that is still true today but when you look at the start they had five and twenty the fact that you still might have a chance the last couple of weeks at the plan it is a massively successful season we we said it was going to be successful, like everybody healthy, you make the plan, that's or you, you get close to the plan, that's great. Given all of the other stuff that we went through, five and twenty, losing all these guys to injury, the nine game losing streak, and now going on this, you know, awesome run, you know, the last couple of months here. Magic five games above five hundred in their last you know, twenty nine games. That's almost half the season. That's that's not a small sample size. That that is relevant. That is significant. So yes, they may kick themselves if they end up missing the play in by two, three, four games. Yeah. But the fact that you miss the play in by two, three, or four games is a massive success in and of itself. So yeah. And I'm hoping they're able to close the gap a, a little bit mm-hmm. and like miss it by like a game or two. Like that would be awesome. Or make it in, that would yeah. be insane. But it is trending that this is going to be a, a, a very memorable and successful season. 
there's one thing I want to add. Jonathan. We got a long way to go, though. Let me add that. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I want to add one more thing. A while ago, I remember YouTube comments, and I probably shouldn't, but I do. And I don't remember your name, and I wouldn't blast you anyway, but I'm. you'll know who you are. I I'm I made a comment about like something in the context of the teams that the Magic played that week or that had the week ahead or the week in the past sucked. Like they they are terrible. And someone in the comments is like, "How can you say that? This team is terrible." Uh, no, they're not. They're not terrible by any means. And as we have said, and this is just to kind of further the point that we've just been very injured. This team at no point, in my opinion, was terrible with a healthy roster, right? So that's why I confidently can say teams, certain teams suck. The Hornets, they suck. They are not good. There are times where I was like, man, I feel comfortable with this game. I'm I'm fine. We're down eight. We're down nine, whatever it was early on. I don't care. This team is not that great. And the Magic show you that that team is not great, that the Magic come back and then win the game, and it never felt out of hand at any point. And and I think that's what you expect from a good team. It's, it's to be expected. Sluggish start doesn't matter. You find it within you to close the gap, take the lead, hold on to the lead, win the game. That's what this team does. And and yes, so teams suck. Team is, teams can suck in our mind, guys. I know that there's been so long where we felt like we couldn't say that because we did suck. We don't suck. We don't. We don't and, suck. Uh, we Let's don't go. suck. Ah! Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to, to, to make that to make that point. I, I love you, whoever made that comment, but I did want to. I think about it often. I will say. Yeah, uh, Luke Sylvia. You know that that guy can hold a grudge. I, I promise you that. That's a fact. That's a fact. Let's go ahead and shout out the folks that help financially support the show, our lovely patrons. If you have not heard or you're a new listener, we do have a Patreon community that you can join. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show for $2 a month plus some other tiers. Again, you can help financially support the show. Uh, We host monthly uh, Zoom hangouts with our Hall of Fame and elite tier patrons where they can just come and, and hang out and talk Orlando Magic basketball with us. Uh, our elite tier, our Hall of Fame tiers, and our all our All Star tier, uh, you all get access to our Discord channel, so you can just hang out in Discord and talk Orlando Magic basketball all day, every day, uh, with us and a ton of other Orlando Magic fans. It's really a lot of fun. Uh, we shout out brand new patrons every episode that we have them. Uh, this episode, I want to give a special shout out to Ramon Gomez, who joined at our All Star tier. Really, really appreciate that, Ramon. Make sure that you go ahead and connect your Patreon account to your Discord account. If you have one, if you don't have a Discord account, go ahead and create that and link that to your Patreon account so you can join our Discord community. And want to let you guys know, we're getting very close to 100 patrons, which is really, really crazy to say that. We started the Patreon about a year and a half ago, and I don't at that time, I didn't know that we would ever have 100 patrons. So really, really exciting. And we have some awesome giveaways planned specifically for our patrons once we hit 100 patrons. So uh, if you have ever thought about joining our Patreon, now is the time to do so, and you, you'll be entered uh, into uh, that Patreon giveaway whenever we go ahead and do that. So again, uh, find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. One other thing that we do each episode is we shout out all of our Hall of Fame and elite tier patrons. As always, we'll start with Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, 
Jonathan Borges, normal. Magic player history, Julio, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Michael Salapong, the distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama. It's not okay, K, to say Okiki, Pierre A, Migzors, Nostalgia, and M&Ms. Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Barus, Half Freakin, Shahin 177, Bulby the Don, Himlo Ban Himro, RM Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Let's Spank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, Barry M, Johnny B, Fuego Nando, and really quickly, it's not OKK to say Okiki. You got to change your name because every single time I go through this, my brain wants to say Okiki and I have to stop and wait. I'm like, okay, what order does this go in again? It's not OKK to say Okiki. I get it. Please change your Patreon name. But a big <laughs> shout out to all of our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons and to all of our patrons. Find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Orlando fighting magic, baby. Getting in the scraps left and right this season. Luke, let's talk about the T-Wolves game and let's just jump to the Austin Rivers thing. All right. Yeah. What what quarter was that? Was it the third quarter? I I don't that whole game was a blur. I I'm I don't remember. I'm pretty positive this occurred in the third quarter. The Magic are on the the left side of of our screen, like the Magic bench, left yeah. side of the screen. The second half, the Minnesota Timberwolves offense is going that way. The Magic come down it, this is such a blur. I don't remember if we made a basket, whatever happened. I, I see Kobe Price because I'm watching on a stream. My stream is usually anywhere from like 30 to two minutes, 30 seconds to two minutes behind what is actually happening in live time. So I have to try to ignore Kobe Price's tweet notifications sometimes. He tweets that a fight has broken out in front of the Magic Bench. And I'm just watching the TV. I'm like, here we freaking go again. And then all of a sudden, like you see the scuffle break out. Mo Bamba, Austin Rivers, Jalen Suggs is in there. Cole Anthony is in there. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, Torian Prince, Anthony Edwards. Like there's just bodies all over the place. Like magic assistant coaches, T-Wolves coaches. Like it's just all over the place. Then when we finally get like this weird aerial view of what is happening, I think it's the Target Center in in Minnesota. I, I don't remember. But... 
Austin Rivers is like deep in our bench, like screaming at Mo Bamba. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Mo Bamba gets up. It looks like Mo Bamba throws a punch. Austin Rivers throws a punch. They start tackling each other. Jalen Suggs like tackles Austin Rivers around the neck. We can maybe we need to have a separate Jalen Suggs conversation because I didn't think this was going to be like controversial. I didn't think that Jalen Suggs deserved to be suspended. He got suspended. Obviously, we're jumping in that part of the conversation. Like Anthony Edwards is is picking Cole Anthony up off of the pile like a toddler and just like kind of moving him out of the way. Apparently, after the scuffle, Mo Bamba runs back to like the the tunnel that connects the away and home locker rooms. He goes over to the home locker room, like still trying to fight Austin Rivers. There's five ejections. Mo Bamba's ejected. Austin Rivers is ejected. Jalen Suggs is ejected. Jaden McDaniels is ejected. And Torian Prince is ejected. I believe nothing really happened to Torian Prince after the fact. No fines. I think Jaden McDaniels was fined $20,000. Mo Bamba suspended for four games. Austin Rivers suspended for three games. Jalen Suggs suspended for one game. Just a, a total crap show. And the Magic had the lead at this point. They're playing pretty well. And you're like, oh, well, this is going to like ruin you know this momentum that we have. Wasn't the case. The Magic go on a nice run to close out that quarter. Build up to a 21-point lead early in the fourth quarter. They go on to win the game. I just thought, think like this game starts and ends with the Mo Bamba Austin Rivers thing. Yeah, I don't. I that was crazy. First of all, I, I'm like sitting on the couch watching the game. Lauren's next to me with Cole, and we're just we're we're just minding our business. Not Cole Anthony. Yeah, correct. Cole Anthony was not also getting ragdolled and on my couch. Um. All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, no, I, yeah, like uh, the TV viewing experience was terrible for this thing. Like you have the camera that I'm assuming is, is, is underneath like the video board or something like their half court camera. It just, it was, it was a terrible viewing experience. You didn't really get the full thing. Thankfully, as time went on, we saw like, the interactions, the picture of like in the video of Mo Bamba, like sticking his tongue out. That was hilarious. I was I'm not a Mo Bamba guy by any means, but that night made me a Mo Bamba guy. I don't know what he was saying. Kevon Harris said that he basically was telling Austin Rivers, this isn't high school anymore. And, and if you guys don't know, Austin Rivers has the sickest mixtape from high school, but all that to say, if that is what got Austin Rivers, that's ridiculous. Now, I will say if he said that and then that's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back because Mo had been saying some crazy stuff every time down the court, I could maybe see it. But and that's just maybe the thing. Who knows what else Mo said? I want to know so badly, but we'll never know. And that's what really sucks. Um, Yeah, I think that uh, Austin Rivers posts to his Instagram story after the altercation and everything and says, Buddy, I went at you one on five with no backup. You needed your teammates. Otherwise, you would have been choked out. Austin, you can't reach that high. Like, let, let's not act like you can choke Mo Bamba out. I don't care what Mo Bamba's fighting technique or skills are like or lack thereof. It doesn't matter. You're not choking him out. You can say all that. And I love that he talks about Jonathan like, I went in there one on five. Like, your whole team it's an NBA there. game. It's an NBA game, not a street fight. And you went over there. You went over there and you didn't think anything was going to happen either, which is why you went one on five. 
you just thought you were going to say whatever you were going to say and walk away. But hey, this team is is competitive. They're crazy. Like let's not get that twisted. Young NBA players are crazy. Like they're nuts and they just they would love nothing more than for there to be able to be like a fight a game. And and it'd be legal. So Austin Rivers first also talking about Mo Bamba's only known for a song. Austin Rivers has averaged double digits twice in his 50-year career, okay? He's made a great living in the NBA, but he just has no room to get disrespectful because the disrespect can be thrown way more at him than it can even at a guy like Mo Bamba. So regardless of what you think of the guy, but I, I, I thought it was just clownery. Mo Bamba really hurt himself by coming that far off the bench that got him one game. Going back to the locker room, that probably got him a couple. And then it might have been one game with the altercation, I think, if he didn't like actually come off the bench at Austin Rivers and just maybe just throw basically a, a punch. So I don't know, man. It was uh, it was crazy. It was it made it exciting. Um, yeah, man, I, there's not much else to say about this game besides the fact that I thought it was really impressive that they extended the lead after that. That they were able to keep, because like, like I said, young kids are crazy. It's hard to keep yourself in check sometimes. And they used whatever maybe anger or revenge for Mo and and whatever it was and, and Jalen. Like they used all that and and really, I don't know, centered it. I don't know what the word is, but they kept it all together and extended the lead. I was really proud of of how they handled it after. I don't know that I love that a fight happened, but... But I think that's what I'm supposed to say. I think I kind of did. I didn't hate it. See, I can't be means. a hypocrite and say like, "Oh, I love hockey fights," and then say, "Oh, I don't. I hate guys fighting in basketball." <laughs> like these are grown men. They're throwing punches. Like as long as it's not anything yeah. crazy. Like I'm like fine Killian with Hayes. I mean, that was crazy. I didn't even think that was that crazy. Like, well, just the fact that he hit him in the back of the head. That yeah, was crazy which is crazily dangerous. But he wasn't like, "Oh, I'm gonna punch this guy in the back of the head and try to murder him." You know what well, I mean? Right. Like, I understand the context that it's a very dangerous thing to do. And this is kind of a segue into like the Jalen Suggs thing. Like mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs comes over and grabs Austin Rivers by the neck. Yes, it is a dangerous thing to do, but we all know that that was not Jalen Suggs intent. And then he gets ejected from the game. I thought that was as far as that needed to go. Now, Chris Finch, you know, the, the head coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Austin Rivers post game, like just kind of crying about it. Chris Finch saying, well, they had a guy come off the bench and throw a punch, which is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. Your your dude like went all the way into the Orlando Magic bench. It's not like he was standing on the court in front of the bench. Like he came off the court and went like almost like a row into like the stands to confront Mo Bamba. So like that's why he yeah. came off the bench because your dude was in the bench. Like let's not the epitome get that of mistaken. F around and find out. Yeah, um, the Mo Bamba Instagram thing. Absolutely. If, I if Mo Bamba it. is traded, that is what Mo Bamba will be remembered for the most. That's is fine. This altercation, the Instagram story after the fact, absolutely hilarious and, and incredible. Jalen Suggs is trying to break up the fight. Like, maybe you want to grab your own teammate, you know, in, in that, you know, instance. Uh, I know the the optics of it are not great. It is a dangerous thing grabbing a guy around the neck like that. He got ejected from the game. I didn't think it needed to be anything more than that. 
now Mo Bamba, like after the fact, like going to the locker room, maybe you can talk me into the four game thing. Austin Rivers, three games. I mean, threw a punch. That's what Killian Hayes got for throwing a punch. I, I get that. I just, I, to me, this isn't that big of a deal. Like it's, it's, it's not. I like fights in hockey. I like to see, th- <laughs> I, I like combat sports. I like watching the UFC. I like a little, you know, punches with my action sports. Like it, to me, it's, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. People that want to be like, get these thugs the hell out of here. Like it is and so not that deep. Yeah. No, that like, it's not it's not John Morant activity. All listen, right? okay. First of all, <laughs> that that is being uh, argued about what actually happened with all that. Now, John mm-hmm. Morant did once tell a fan, I believe, that you can get these hollows for free. That is not a great look. <laughs> but the other stuff that you know, the Indiana Pacers stuff, which may or may not have happened. Uh, who's the coach? David Yeager for the Minnesota. No, no, Taylor Jenkins. Why am I thinking David Yeager? Good grief! I'm going back in the time machine here. Uh, Taylor Jenkins, the coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, said the NBA did a whole investigation on that and like it was unfounded. So I don't want to get into that. Now, if that is true, then that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Like that's some you know Gilbert Arenas, Javaris Crittenton stuff that you know is, is going on at that point. But I, I liked it. Like. I like the fact that this team is not going to put up with other teams' crap. I don't care that Austin Rivers is a you know so many year veteran or whatever coming over to our bench. Like Mo Bama, get up, like defend yourself. If you feel disrespected, get up, defend yourself. The 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 Mo Wagner thing, like I don't want to get into all of that again. But like our guys coming down from the other bench, defending their teammate. Very proud of our guys for staying on the bench this time. If it if it was on the opposite side, like our player, like if it was reversed, I don't know if they could have held held themselves back. I would hope, but I just don't know. I also want to add Jonathan Travis Kelsey on his podcast with Jason Kelsey, his brother, which is electric in and of itself. Travis Kelsey said, which couldn't shouldn't really come as a surprise, but even he said in football there should be one fight a game where you just drop them and go. And, Especially and the, they're wearing helmets. Yeah, for sure. But I hope like, you know, they just they would rip them off and just go. That would be incredible to me. But uh, listen, we're not the only ones that are people. Like I said, the, the right thing to say, Jonathan, is I don't you know, I don't endorse any type of thing and whatever. And granted, the Detroit thing, those announcers, they went crazy about the whole thing. Like they loved they loved that it happened. If people bashed them. I don't know, man. Hey, am I saying the wrong thing? I'm fine that, like, with it. I'm honestly, this might not be the politically correct thing to say. I'm fine with what happened. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, now, it's if not, Obama uh, said yeah. something like really crazy out of line, that's another conversation. But we don't, we don't have that. All I have is you know the, the evidence that has been presented. And with the mm-hmm. current amount of evidence, there was a lot of F around and find out going on. Both dudes F'd around. Both dudes found out. They've got their suspensions. I don't think Jalen Suggs should have got one. That's my personal opinion. The Magic, luckily, it, it was non-consequential for the Magic. They still beat the Charlotte Hornets. He's going to be back Tuesday, so it, it's all good. The Orlando fighting Magic, man. I, I like that. I want to see our guys, like, four or five years ago, this never, ever happens. With, like, Aaron Gordon, Vooch, Evan Fournier, love them as I might. This never happens with that roster. And I like the fact that this is a young team, and still they're like, no, we are not going to take your crap. We don't care who you are, how long you've been in the league. Like, we are going to stick up for ourselves, and this is a, a chippy team when they need to be. I like that. 
Yeah. So do we want to talk about Luka Garza, like coming in and, and lighting the magic up in that fourth quarter? He finished with uh, 17 points, seven of nine from the floor. Made this game much closer than it needed to be. The Magic only win uh, 127 to 120. Uh, again, when they had a big lead in the fourth quarter, Cole Anthony, Mo Wagner, both were awesome in this game. Uh, the starters didn't really have it going all that much. It was really those two guys and Jalen Suggs coming in off the bench. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, you know, another good game. We'll talk more about Jonathan Isaac in a little bit here. Uh, but the the bench kept us in this game, helped extend that lead the beginning of the fourth quarter. And, you know, we always say a win is a win is a win. So even though the Magic should have won this game by 12 or 15, especially after everything that went down to get out of there with a W, pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, no doubt. You know what else is sweet? Papa John's, baby. Don't forget. Papa. After the day after every Magic victory, you can get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. I just moved into a new house, Luke. The the delivery fees that I will have to pay for Papa John's to deliver to this house, because it's about 20 minutes away, are going to be mm. insane, but they're still going to be worth it. Because again, that New York style crust with the three cheese blend, you give me like eight garlic sauces. I use like... Two slices to one garlic sauce. I will slam that all day. Are you a garlic sauce guy? I am. I'm not to to, to that extent. But are you just dipping the crust? Because I'm dipping the whole. I'm dipping every bite in it. No, nah, it's 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 pretty much every bite. Respect for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about this Hornets game from Sunday. Nice change of pace. Early tip off on a Sunday, one o'clock. Got home from church. Hung out with the family for a little bit, turned on the game, sitting in my recliner, got my little man with me. We're watching the Orlando Magic. Again, not a great start to this game. I think it was like 10 minutes into the first quarter I looked. Charlotte was shooting 73.8% from the floor. Like the Magic's defense was completely non-existent. Um, But the Magic's offense and stretches during this game, offensively, um, offensive rebounding, doing just enough to keep the magic in for, for large stretches of this game. Um, end up with a four-point lead, I was, I believe it was, at the half, five-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Again, for me, it was the offensive rebounding. The magic had 18 offensive rebounds in this game, good for 22nd chance points, and they shot 27 of 30 from the free throw line. To me, those are really what kept the magic in this game despite not-so-stellar defense at times and allowed them to come away with the win. Second straight win, you end the road trip 3 and 1. Awesome. Um yeah, and I think that the best part is that it really wasn't a great game from either Franz or Paolo. Paolo's free throws and his his ability to get to the line is going to save his stat line a lot of the time. But just close your eyes when you look at his efficiencies. Because he has been riding the struggle bus, shooting like sub 40% in his last 10, 15, 20 games, I think. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I y- y'all can look it up. But I'm pretty positive that's the case. And Franz doesn't have a good shooting night. He's 5 of 16, 2 of 5 from 3, only shoots 2 free throws. 
but you got a solid effort from pretty much everybody else. Caleb Houston, stroke that thing, Kazo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have no idea. When I texted you guys that, I, I had it in Twitter ready to hit send. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I, it, it was all caps. It was Caleb, stroke that thing, Kazo, Houston. <laughs> and I was about to hit send. I'm like, Ooh, I don't I don't know if I should do this. So I just put I it really in the group chat. I'm like, they'll get a laugh out of it. I'll still kind of get my joke in there. Almost sent that to Twitter, but I decided against it. That will always be funny. I really think it will. It's one of those things that like it's just always funny. I but yes, he was clearly automatic from three. You know, he was two of two. Um and then looking down the line here, Cole Anthony, four of eight. Didn't hate anything really about his performance at all. Um, Bull looked okay in this, but, you know, two turnovers. This guy just always has turnovers. I'm like, I I don't know what you're doing out there. Um, but you just get a really complete team effort. Fultz has 16 and five, three steals. And Gary Harris, two of four from three, just doing what he needs to do. Uh, I really... Oh, and obviously, I can't forget when Daddy, I'm wearing the shirt, um, six man show, the six man show.com slash, I think, shop, by the way, yep. when Daddy shirt, get yours. He went 20 and 12. So, listen, I, I really love that despite the two stars of the team not really doing much of anything, you were still able to, to win this game. This all goes back to, by the way, refer to point A, the Hornets suck. Um, JT Thor missed, went like three one of four from the free throw line starting from that 430 mark until the end of the game plumly missed many free throws as well the hornets shoot jonathan uh 47% from the free throw line they shoot 11 of 23 from the line if you're shooting a respectable amount you're able to win this game and they're free for a reason the magic hit 90% of their free throws could say that free throws were the difference between win and loss in this game for both teams. Magic shoot 30 of them, and they only missed three. So great job at the line for the Magic, able to take care of business, win the ones that you should win. And uh, let's try to get a win again on, what, Tuesday against the Knicks? And again, I just come back to 18 offensive rebounds. Like, that's that's insane. When you yeah. go down, like, Franz had three, Paolo had two, Wendell had three. Gary had one. Markella had one. J.I. had four. Everybody that saw game time for the Magic had at least mm-hmm. one offensive rebound today. The Hornets are not a good rebounding team no, at all. It they're is not. terrible. But still hilarious. And I, this yep. is going to be kind of painful, but you brought it up, so I figured we would go through it. Paolo Bancaro, last 10 games, 17.5 points per game. He's shooting 34.7% from the floor. Last 15 games, 18.2 points, shooting 37.8% from the floor. Last 20 games, averaging 18.4 points, shooting 37.9% from the floor. So last 20 games, you know, rough stretch for Paolo Bancaro. But like you said, he makes up for it in, in getting to the free throw line so much. And and teams are, are definitely adjusting, you know, the... The film is out on Paolo and, and Franz and those guys. And really, their their teammates are going to have to continue to respond. Uh, Paolo has definitely improved you know, the last 20 games, passing out of those double teams and finding his open teammates, especially Gary Harris. 
Gary Harris has been taking advantage of those opportunities, the more and more that they are able to find their teammates quickly out of those traps and double teams, and those teammates continue to knock down shots. This is where you know people, the concern at the beginning of the year, like the Magic's lack of shooting, you want a lot of shooting around Paolo and around Franz Wagner because when they need to pass out of those double teams, you need guys who are going to make those shots to essentially make those opponents pick their poison. Are you going to let Paolo go one-on-one or are you going to give a sharpshooter an open three? You kind of really have to make that decision. And if you don't have consistent shooting around those guys, then the spacing really just evaporates. So uh, those guys are, are figuring out the Magic are still finding ways to win games, which is really encouraging. And hopefully guys will just continue to knock down threes. Caleb Houston today. Caleb Houston gets me so excited because that is a guy that the Magic desperately need to pan out because his release is so smooth and so quick. You find him for an open three. If he's making those at a consistent rate, he is going to be awesome and he is going to find minutes and find a role on this team. So that was really, really encouraging. And uh, yeah, it was just encouraging that the Magic won another game. Again, second game in a row. You go three and one on the road trip. You've got the Knicks coming into town on Tuesday night. So awesome, awesome, awesome win for the Orlando Magic. Luke, one person that I want to talk about that we haven't really talked too much about since he's been back is Jonathan Isaac and just the the impact that he is making on the floor for the Orlando Magic. So, so far, through five games, back with the Magic, the Magic are 4-1 and one with Jonathan Isaac in the lineup. In nine minutes a game, he's averaging 6.2 points, uh, 2.8 rebounds, uh, 1.4 steals. Not too many blocks just yet. You know, the explosiveness and the timing is is starting to come back. But it seems like every time he's in the game, he kind of has more in him and hasn't really been able to to break out all that much beyond like the, the tight minutes restriction. So I know this is going to be a hot topic. I know people hate this, but just for a little bit of fun, I found this really interesting. It's his per 36. Per 36 minutes, Jonathan Isaac is averaging 24.3 points per game. Let's also talk about the fact he's shooting 52% from the floor. He's shooting 44% from the three-point line. Per 36, averaging 11 rebounds, two assists, five and a half steals per 36. When I saw that, I was like, my freaking goodness, Jonathan Isaac, that is insane. So per 36 numbers doesn't really mean anything. It's just an indication that a guy might be able to play better with an increase of minutes and might be able to contribute more. So Jonathan Isaac has been fantastic, especially defensively. It doesn't look like he's missed a beat there. I feel like he is going to continue to uh, as he grows in confidence, you know, with his body and trusting his body again, we're going to see that lateral quickness come back. We're going to see, um, you know, that first and, and second jump quickness start to come back. Uh, but right now, his on-off numbers, he has a plus 3.2 on differential. Uh, so the Magic are plus 3.2 points per 100 possessions better with Jonathan Isaac on the floor. And this, to me, is the craziest thing. Again, incredibly, let me just preface this before like the reddit people and youtube and everybody gets really mad at me this is an incredibly sample size incredibly small sample size we should not draw any conclusions from this but when i saw this i literally almost spit out my water 
Jonathan Isaac's uh, on-off defensive numbers, the Magic's defensive rating is negative 9.8 points better per 100 possessions with Jonathan Isaac on the floor. By all means, the guy who is going to end up being the defensive player of the year, like the heavy favorite right now, is Jaron Jackson Jr. He ranks in the 97th percentile at his position. He is at negative 8.3. Jonathan Isaac is at negative 9.8. He is making an incredible impact defensively while he is on the floor. Small sample size. But when I saw that, I was like, my goodness, that is a world of a difference when this kid is on the floor. Yeah, it is. And the most impressive thing, like you said, is blocks. He's not doing too much that had one against the Hornets, but hasn't been doing what we were used to at one point. But what he is doing is, like you said, his steals. The fact that he's able to average uh, one, almost one and a half, 1.4 steals in nine minutes is crazy. And obviously it brings light to it when you bring up what it is per 36. It, it feels like he's getting one of those rip steals every single game. Player makes the crossover. He pokes it out of his hand. We're going the other way. It, and quite literally, the stats show he is getting one of those every game. One, almost one and a half. And, and so it's been really good to see his turnaround jumper game is filthy. We've talked about that. I think that if he is, you know, we can get him to 15 minutes a game. I'd love that. He's not shooting great from the free throw line, but he's only shot three free throws, I think. Um, and he's one for three in his, in his trips to the line. So it, the more minutes you give this guy, I think defensively he will just continue to develop highlights and reasons why you should trust him to be a part of this team's future. I know he's still earning the trust of people. That's not beyond me and, and something that I definitely understand. But I really think that that this guy is able to be a game changer with a full bag of minutes. If this guy next year can can play 25, 30 minutes, you know, we expect him to be fully ramped next year. It's going to be scary. And if you can end the season on a high note, get Jonathan Isaac playing in a playing game, maybe a playoff series. You won't see him a ton, I'm sure, but it would be nice to see what he can do in the postseason against some of these top stars. And you see it. He gets the trust of the coach already. Comes in, he's already on the star player. Every single time. Every single time. Oh, he's guarding Anthony Edwards. All right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah. So the team trusts him. The front office clearly trusts him. I'm really excited for the future of this kid. And I think that, that he can continue to develop and show us things um, so, so much that I, I really, uh, there's just not a way that I don't see him being a part of this future long-term. Again, small sample size, 1.4 steals per game would tied, be tied for six in the league. Just throwing that out there. Okay. In not nine saying, minutes right now. 1.4 in, in steals. nine minutes. Yeah. Kid yeah. still seems pretty good to me. I don't know ball that much, but this kid <laughs> still seems pretty freaking good. Speaking and- of, speaking of Jalen Suggs defensively, that kid has been playing out of his mind on like he was already at an a to us like an elite on ball perimeter defender, and, and what the last five ten games he looks different, like defensively he looks even better. 
which is crazy um, and, and makes you give him a longer leash for sure when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. I don't know that Jalen Suggs will ever be a superstar. I don't think he will be, but I, I do know that he is becoming an elite, elite defender in this league. Jalen Suggs is good. Some have said. Got Somehow. that dog in him, as the kids say. <laughs> Confirmed. Let's yeah. go ahead and take a look at the week ahead, Luke. So, as we mentioned, coming up on Tuesday, the Magic will be at home. Three home games this week uh, to take on the New York Knicks again on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, then you've got Wednesday off. Thursday, you're home for Denver. Again, that game tips off at 7 o'clock. And then on Saturday, the Magic will wrap up the week at home against the Miami Heat. I will be at that game, by the way. And, uh, yeah, that game tips off at 7 o'clock. I'll be at that game. You'll be at that game. I'll be at that game. Our buddy Fazan, who who writes uh, for the com, he's flying all the way from Dallas to to come and hang out and and cover that game. Who are you going to that game with? Uh, I'm just going with a buddy of mine. Maybe a little dinner after? Maybe we can talk offline, get some dinner after? All right. Maybe. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, I'll start. So I got the Magic going two and one on this week. I think you get the win against the Knicks on Monday. I just I, I think the Magic are, are playing really well. They're in a good rhythm. It is a winnable game, I will say. Prop Magic will not be favored in this game. Magic won't be favored in any of these games this week. But I'm feeling optimistic. I'm I'm picking the Magic to win Tuesday against the New York Knicks, losing to Denver on Thursday. It was close last time. Denver's really freaking good. I just think they'll find a way to win. And then Saturday, uh, the Magic are catching the Miami Heat on the second night of a back-to-back. They'll be at home on Friday to play the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then they'll be on the road Saturday night in Orlando to take on our Orlando Magic. It was close last time. I feel like the Magic should have won that game against the Heat. And uh, yeah, I'm picking the Magic to 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 get the W here, two and one. All right, I'm doing this because I have to get different. I don't okay. know. I think last week, I think Kevin's prediction. I, we said Kevin's prediction would be yours. I said the Magic would go one and three, um, or whatever it was. I don't remember, but I said one win. I think you were wrong. And you were so wrong. And I was dead. I was dead wrong. And uh, Kev said two and two, but we went th- three and one, right? So nobody would I don't win. think so I would have draw. said three and one. Probably not. Right. Two, so, two and that's two a draw like anyway. my optimistic self. Right. So um, I have to get different this week. I think I'm ahead by one right now in terms of weeks one in this. So I'm going to get different. I'm going one and two. Uh, I'm saying you drop it, drop to the Knicks, you drop to the Nuggets and the Heat have a game in Miami the night before. So it's a back-to-back for them. Not a very worthy opponent. They've got the Rockets who are missing some key guys right now. Um, I think that oh, they I'm might... I'm looking at uh, the wrong matchup against the Magic. I'm looking at March 11th instead of February 11th. Daggummit, I feel not so good about that now. But I'm still going to say 2-1. and one. Okay. Well, then I'm... I'm yeah, I'm going 1-2. I say the, the, the Heat coming off a of back-to-back... You're at home. You're settling into this homestand. It's the final game of the homestand with three games. I think that uh, they get this one against Miami. What do you think the uh, over-under is for the amount of fights the Magic get into the rest of the season? Do you think we see one more or do you think we're done for the year? I I think we're done. 
I think it's crazy that we got two. I, I think we're done, but I, you know, maybe there's more. It's such a rarity in the NBA that you see like actual punches being thrown. For sure. You're making like all of the social media outlets if you get in a fight. The Magic were everywhere. Just like that Detroit game. Yeah. Even though I don't mind it, it's just not good for business. I would I don't want to be that team. <laughs> oh great, the Magic are coming into town. Like get They're the dirty. get your cut man ready. You know, get get the bucket to you know spit your blood in after the, the second yeah. quarter. You know, I like I don't want to be I, I don't want to be the uh the the brawlers of the NBA. But hey, if that's what it takes, the Orlando <laughs> fighting magic, baby. I'm I'm all about it. So but yeah, hopefully uh hopefully no more fights the rest of the year here. Don't forget, folks, I know we talked about this coming up on March 3rd when the Magic take on the Charlotte Hornets. We'll be at Burton's at 801 East Washington Street starting at 630 for another awesome watch party where the Magic are going to extend the six-man show Orlando Magic Michelob Ultra win streak to five games. We'll make this 5-1 and one on the year. And yeah, let's keep winning games. This has been fun. Uh, Luke, I think that's going to do it for us. Anything else? Oh, that's about it. Let's wrap it up. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.